Which of the largest country's stock markets is most attractive to you? The UK looks most interesting among the top five stock markets. In this presentation, I'm going to introduce you to our FEMR investment framework and apply it to assess the attractiveness of the top five developed countries in the world, US, Japan, Germany, UK, and France. So what do you think? Which of the largest country's stock markets is most attractive? Welcome to the Become a Better Investor community. Let's get started. What is your investment framework? Our investment strategies for ETFs and stocks come from our FEMR framework. We backtest and optimize the strategy for the factors that have worked best in each market. We do all of our research in-house. We don't rely on other people's research, though we might, of course, get ideas from them, but we're going to test those ideas in our framework. The benefit of an investment framework is that it forces discipline. It's easy to be emotionally affected by market events, which can cause you to make rash and costly decisions. To avoid this, we stick with our framework. A robust framework means our strategy relies on data and structure rather than just a feeling or an opinion. So let me introduce you to the framework. First, it starts with management and earnings. Management is responsible for producing earnings of the company. And it's also next about investors. Investors set the price that a company trades at. There's four elements to our framework, FVMR. F stands for fundamentals. We're looking for strong profitability, which shows a company is managed well. And we prefer high or, of course, rising profitability. The V stands for valuation and shows how the market perceives the stock. We prefer good fundamentals at relatively cheap valuations. And momentum, we try to avoid value traps by looking for positive price and earnings momentum. And at times, remember that low momentum sometimes signals an out-of-favor opportunity. And risk, well, we prefer low business and price risk. Remember, not every stock is going to fly in your portfolio, so some just provide stable returns and strong dividends. Now, for this study, we looked at the top five developed countries ranked by GDP. The U.S. has a GDP of about $23 trillion, Japan about $4.9 trillion. Germany is the third country we're looking at. It has a GDP of about $4.2, UK about $3.2, and France about $2.9. Now, I'm going to show a lot of charts and graphs in here that are going to help you to visualize what I'm saying. You can download this chart deck for free by clicking on the Get the PDF link at myworstinvestmentever.com or by just clicking the description below. So let's start off with fundamentals. Let's start off looking at the EBITDA margin. And the EBITDA margin remains high in the US and the UK at above 20%. That's lowest in Japan at about 13%. Net margin is remarkably high at 12% in the US and UK and double the global long-term average. In fact, even low margin Japan at 7% is double its long-term net margin average of 3%. And Germany at 7% is also nearly double its long-term average of 4%. So profitability is pretty high. U.S. companies have a relatively high 19% return on equity above their 16% long-term average. Now, Japan has a low 9% return on equity, which is partially driven by the zero interest rate environment. And Germany is just slightly above its 11% long-term average. Now, let's look at the dividend payout ratio and understand how these companies in these countries are paying out. 
European companies have paid out more cash to shareholders. We can see that in Germany it was 41% of profits, in UK it was 43, in France it was 41. Japan is lower at 34% and the US is very low at 31%. But that can be a bit misleading about the US because US companies also return cash to shareholders through buybacks in addition to dividends. And that's the reason why this dividend payout ratio is relatively low. Also, I was just decided I would go look on the internet for some studies about the performance of companies that have high shareholder yield, meaning they're paying out high dividends and also buying back shares. And what I found was that over the past 10 years, the performance of that versus just a typical, more randomly selected portfolio were about equal. So there wasn't a major competitive advantage to buying those companies. My estimate is that if we add back this buybacks, we would see that dividend payout ratio would get back up to about 40%. So what's the key points of this section? Well, the U.S. is highly profitable on every measure. Profitability is relatively high in all countries relative to the past. It's a pretty surprising result when you consider how tough of an environment it's been and you know how we are potentially going into a recession, or maybe not. Let's look at valuation. So... The U.S. remains the most expensive market on a P.E. ratio at a P.E. of 19 times. Japan, Germany, and France are trading at 13 times, and the U.K. is super cheap at 10 times P.E. Now, on a price-to-book basis, the U.S. is very expensive at 3.7, and U.K. companies are at about 1.6, and I, I noticed, I went back and looked at my aggregate of all the U.K. companies, and I found that... UK companies are more asset heavy than other countries. But I also wanted to understand why is it that US companies are trading at such a high price to book? Multiple. Is it because they're mainly tech companies? Well, the way that I decided to test that was to look at the net fixed assets of all companies in the US relative to total. And what did I find? It's about the same all around the world. And the result tells me that, well, it's not really tech that's having the impact. What could be having the impact is the revenue for assets per assets. So for every one in assets, U.S. companies generate about 0.7 in revenue. That used to be one that they used to generate, so one for one, but that came down for many years. Now, Japan is about the same, but Germany is at 0.58, U.K. is at 0.57, and France is at 0.52. So basically what you could say is one of the reasons why the price to book is so high in the U.S. is because they're generating more revenue per assets. Now, U.S. companies are also most expensive when we look at price to cash flow, which is at about 13 times for the U.S. versus 7 to 8 for the other countries, about 50% higher than the others, which, as I say, are hovering around 7 to 8 on price to cash flow. Now, also, if we look at the dividend yield for the U.S., it's 1.6. Compare that to U.K., which is at 4.2. This super low U.S. dividend yield is due to expensive markets. You know, the U.S. is expensive, and when price gets pushed up, dividend yield comes down. And also the payouts coming from share buybacks. Now, the U.K. market now pays 4.2%. It's an incredibly high number. This shows that the U.K. market is cheap and also that inflation expectations are high and they're being built into that dividend yield. Now let's look at one measure. Rather than look at peg ratio, I'm going to look at ROE divided by price to book. You can think about it as how much do I get in ROE for every one in price to book. The UK is super cheap and the US is two times as expensive as the UK. What does that mean? It means that 
the UK has about 1.6 times price to book for an ROE of 16 times. And that means that for every one in price to book that we're paying, we get 10 in ROE. So UK looks fantastic. So the key points in this section is the US is most expensive on every measure and the UK looks to be super cheap. Let's look at momentum for a moment. Earnings expectations collapsed in France, Germany and the UK after the over, let's say in September 2021, they had come down quite considerably. But we can see that there's been a big snapback and the EPS has been shooting up for companies. The highest expected EPS recovery is in the UK. So what this shows us is analyst expectations are definitely rising. Now, 2023 EPS growth is expected to be strongest in Japan and the weakest in the UK. In Japan, analysts are expecting 10% growth in the UK minus four. US is about flat at roughly zero. Now, Let's look at price movement or price momentum. Over the past six months, Germany and France are up about 12%, UK only half that, and the US is negative 5%. That's over the past six months. So Europe and UK are moving. The US market is up most over the past three years at about 21%, and Germany is about flat over the past three years. So that kind of tells you that Germany could look interesting relative to uh, its long-term history. And finally, year-to-date 2003, Germany and France are the winners, both up about 13% versus the U.S. up, let's say, only 7% or half that in the year-to-date 2023. So what are the key points? 2023 U.S. earnings growth forecasts are flat. Analysts have been upgrading earnings of European companies and weak earnings growth expected in the U.K. in 2023. Finally, Germany is the one market that has been flat over the past three years. Finally, let's look at risks. Some things to consider about Europe before we look at risks. First, there's really a lack of tech companies in Europe compared to the US. So when value does well, well, European markets do well. And China reopening is positively impacting sentiment in Europe. And some speculate that the lower oil price or gas price and China opening may prevent a recession in Europe. Of course, the risk is, is that the ECB will hike rates more than the Fed. In other words, the Fed's done, but the ECB has to do more. I think there still is some very significant risk related to recession in the UK or in, in Europe. But for right now, that's part of the sentiment and what's causing the markets to rise. Now, I thought we would just look at the 10-year bond rate for a moment to understand what's happening. And UK and Italy have the highest 10-year bond rates. Europe in general is at 2.8, Germany's at 2.2, UK is at 3.3, France is at 2.6, and Italy is at 4%, Spain is at 3.2. So 10-year bond rates are not out of control. Let's say the highest is in Italy at 4%, and then if we go to the UK, it's 3.3. So long-term interest rates are still relatively low. So what are the key points? There's many risks. There's nuclear war, there's energy spike, there's a U.S. recession. There's also a slower than expected China recovery. But if we look at the final summary of this, considering all four elements, fundamentals, valuation, momentum, and risk, the U.S. is expensive and the U.K. looks cheap. So the bottom line, U.K. looks more interesting among the top five markets. So what do you think? Which of the largest countries' stock markets is most attractive to you? Remember, you can download this chart deck for free by clicking on get the PDF link at 
myworstinvestmentever.com or just clicking in the description. Have a great day.